Hello, and welcome to Tarot John's, John's Tarot Podcast. That makes me Tarot John. I want to say welcome to all my visitors, all my listeners. Carlsbad, New Mexico, welcome. Duluth, Minnesota, welcome. Laguna Niguel, California, welcome. San Diego, Frankfurt, Germany, McKinney, Texas, Los Angeles, California, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, New York, New York, San Jose, St. Paul, Minnesota, San Antonio, Texas, Arlington, Texas, Vancouver, British Columbia, from Canada, and they think I'm small, eh? Napa, California, Peoria, Illinois, Greensboro, North Carolina, Dayton, Ohio, Ronner Park, California, Orlando, Florida, Costa Mesa, California, Suddington, Connecticut, Bennington, Vermont, Milford, Ohio, Atlanta, Texas, Dallas, Oregon, Semitin, Pennsylvania. All right. Welcome. Welcome to the fastest growing underground psychic podcast in the country. I want to welcome you all this week. This week, I thought we would take a look at a couple of questions. Well, first, let me discuss last week. I had a tremendous response to last week's. There we go. I had a tremendous response to last week's questions. Uh, last week's podcast, I had I had a lot of hits, more hits than I've ever had uh, since doing this podcast. So I really want to thank all of you who have uh, who listened, and I want to uh, encourage you to keep on listening. So thank you all very much. I'm, I was very happy. I was kind of distracted, actually. So happy. Oh boy! So this week, we're going to have some questions to ask. Ask the divinity. Uh, to search into the pleroma of the divine. We're going to ask, is uh, Brian Laundry still alive? We're going to ask the tarot. And are his parents holding back? And also, will Trump run in 2024? When it comes to humility, I'm the greatest! So those will be the questions I ask. First, I'm going to talk a little bit about the I Ching. The I Ching is a oracle I was introduced to about, oh, 34 years ago, 30, 34, 33 years ago, uh, during a period of my life when I was not doing too well. I was uh, practicing Buddhism, and somebody figured, oh, it's, a, it's an Asian religion, give them a copy of this. It's, a, it's got Asian pictures on the front, and I, and I figured out what it was. And what the I Ching is, it's an ancient oracle comes to us from 3,000 years ago. And uh, the reason it's still with us is because it's been so accurate and useful to humanity throughout all these cent centuries. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. I figured out how to use the I Ching. It wasn't that difficult. And it's provided me impeccable guidance on my journey through life. So I thought I would talk about it just a little bit and do a quick I Ching reading. And then, then we'll move on to the tarot cards. So the I Ching has within it 
I'm not going to go get too technical. There's different ways to do it. First of all, within it, it, in, it has within it the binary number system, the same number system that we use in computers. Like all computers and computer programming is based on numbers, on binary. So that has, was invented by, invented, created, and documented by a mathematician Lipnitz, a 16th century mathematician. I have no idea how somebody from 3,000 years ago developed a binary number system and incorporated it into a, a system of divination. I have no idea. But given that it does have a binary number system in it, makes it quite useful to us because, because of our computers. You can get a copy of the I Ching and put it on your device, cell phone device, handheld device, computer device, and get a pretty accurate reading. And we're going to experiment with that today. As I said, the I Ching has been a uh, reliable companion to me throughout the years. I learned a lot of things from the I Ching. For example, I learned how to ask for things. Now, mostly, if you want something, you have to know how to ask somebody for it. If you want a day off from the boss, if you want, uh, can I borrow this? Or if you ask somebody for a favor, you should know how to ask for it. The I Ching taught me how to ask for it how to ask for things. And 98% of the time when I ask for the things as directed, uh, the person I'm asking is, is, is uh, happy to comply. And the way you do that is you, you first give them a nice greeting. Hi, Bob, nice to see you. Hey, I was wondering. Or if you send it in a note, you say, oh, oh hi, Don. Hope you're having a good day. Hey, I was wondering. But you always give them a little carrot at the beginning, a, a little acknowledgement. Uh, a little a little wish for good health or some something of that nature and then you pose your request and 98% of the time if you do that you will get a, a positive response what else has the I Ching taught me the I Ching taught me how to find a career and you, you're thinking it's crazy how could that be well what this is what the I Ching taught me in finding a career you need to consider three things the first thing you need to consider is what's important to me? What's important in my life? I don't know. Different things are important to different people. To me, what was important to me at the time I was making these decisions was that I'd be able to make a little difference with my life, that I have a little positive impact on the world, that I wasn't just a continual taker, that I was a giver. That was important to me. For other people, maybe uh, to be a successful business entrepreneur is important to you. To rise in corporate culture is important to you. So it's different for everybody. Also, what was important to me, there was a financial thing. You know, it has to meet all my, my financial requirements. The second thing that it advised me to look for in looking for a career was what am I good at? What are my strengths and weaknesses? Now, for me, my strengths, believe it or not, I'm good with people. And I'm good with science. But it's different for everybody. You have to examine yourself. And then the third thing it advised was you have to consider what resources are available to you. And uh, given your circumstances in life, where you're at right now. And I had to take a look at that. What was available to me at that time was, was not to pursue a doctorate or go on to be a physician. That was just kind of out of my range. But to be a nurse was within my range, was in my range of potential. And it kind of clicked off my other requirements. I'm able to make a difference. It paid decent, 
and it applied to things I, I have as natural gifts. I'm good with people, I'm good with science, you know, I'm pretty good with my hands. So those are the things that kind of the I Ching taught me. Also, when, a, when approaching the I Ching, I want to warn you, it has a sense of humor. When in uh, Wilhelm's version of the I Ching, he asked uh, C.G. Young, who was a practitioner of the I Ching, he threw I Ching oracles for 30 years. And Carl Jung, C.G. Young, asked the I Ching what it thought about itself. And the I Ching had some very glowing things that thinks very highly of itself, which I thought was rather humorous. You can look it up. I was consulting the I Ching myself this week. And the I Ching told me that uh, in regards to the podcast last week, sometimes to be lucky is better than to be good. <laughs> so I, I had a laugh about that. I thought that was kind of funny. So let's, so let's consult the Oracle. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. I have a copy of it right here, and I just have it on a, I have it on a, you know, on a tablet. This is Paul O'Brien's visionary I Ching. So let's ask the I Ching, uh, what can I expect from this podcast? Let's see what it has to say. So what can I expect from this podcast? And I'm off, I'm showing three coins and I'm supposed to tap them six times. When you learn how to use the I Ching, a, uh, a hexagram is made up of, uh, you throw three coins and you six times. And the combination of those coins is what's going to give you your reading. The first part of the reading usually indicates what's currently going on. And the second part of the reading is what you could expect in the future. The changing lines are spe usually specific to what's going on in your life. So what can I expect from this podcast? The first coin, what can I expect from this podcast? Second coin, what can I expect from this podcast? Third coin, what can I expect from this podcast? Fourth coin, what can I expect from this podcast? And the sixth line, what can I expect from this podcast? Okay, and I got number eight holding together. First one is holding together, number eight. The second one is 17, following. So let's see what it has to say. And I'm just going to paraphrase a lot of this. Holding together produces success. High-level teamwork is achieved when the right players on the right team share a clear goal at the right time. A team forms its relationship in a delicate manner. Chemistry is brewed in the vat of shared experience. A strong sense of unity and wholehearted commitment is required for team success. So it talks about me being accept, uh, success. Accept the structure of the team. You know, all the listeners out there are part of my team if you wish to receive its benefits. And it goes on. I don't want to read it all because we want to get on to the tarot readings. And then the changing lines, I had two, two changing lines. Changing line one, sincerity is the foundation of all successful relationships. In a thirsty world, it's not the form of the water's container that matters. It's the contents. That's pretty hits, hits the mark right on the head. The contents, not the form of this podcast, but the content. And changing line four, this is a time for loyalty. Show your support for those in leadership positions, as long as you can provide it without compromising your own integrity. I think that refers to, I'm also doing, a, some, posting this up on YouTube. So I have to show some support to a YouTube without compromising 
my own integrity. And then the second one is a following 17. And it says, choosing to follow good influences brings supreme success. You may not be able to change the direction of the wind, but by frequently adjusting your sails, you can arrive at your destination with a joy that inspires others to follow you. Those who wish to acquire a following, hello, must speak the language of their followers. I hope I'm doing that. And those who wish to be loved must first become the imagined lover of their beloved. Those who wish to proper prosper must bend with the pressures of the world. In matters of principle, stand firm. In matters of style and taste, swim with the current. And then it goes on. So what I'm doing right now is swimming with the current and some of the uh, choices I'm making into the things I share on the Tarot Podcast. So that's a little taste of the I Ching. It's easy to come by. It's a useful thing. It makes you kind of uh, reflect on yourself and what's going on in the world. And like I said in my past podcast, it can, like all good divination oracles, it can uh, penetrate time and space. So you can ask it all kinds of questions, and it will provide you all kinds of answers. Now let's move on. Let's move on to let's move on to the tarot portion. Let's see what we come up with here. This is the reading how I do a yes or no. And the question was, is Brian Laundry still alive? When I do a simple yes or no, generally wands and cups mean yes. Swords and pentacles mean no. And then you don't count the major arcana cards. So I had hangman, don't count. Cups, yes. Moon, don't count. Four of wands, yes. Nine of wands, yes. Six of pentacles, no. So Brian... So looks to me, I have more, more, more wands and cups than pentacles and swords. So Brian is still alive. He's still out there. And let's move on to our next question. My next question is, are Brian's parents holding back? I thought that was an interesting question. I chose a five-card draw, a five-card layout for this one. The first card is the Ace of Cups. The Ace of Cups represents Brian's parents. You know, the Ace of Cups usually has to do with relationships, that every relationship is important. Every relationship is God-given. We're supposed to learn something from every relationship, so to cherish every relationship. So that has to do with the relationship with each, with each other and the relationship with Brian. They've cherished this relationship with Brian. Our second cup, our second card is the Queen of Cups. That's the, the nurturing caregiver. That is the obstacle. So they have been Brian's parents. I mean, and it's been difficult to be Brian's parents. I have a feeling Brian, Brian has been a challenging boy to raise. The nurturing caregiver asks us to be, you know, provide care for somebody, but not to allow them to become dependent upon us. 
So you want to help them. You want to, you know, you want to help your child grow, but you don't want them to become overly dependent. And certainly in this situation, it's been very difficult for them, you know, because they, they love them. They understand a relationship, their relationship to them, but how to help them without, uh, without being codependent is the term I have to come to without being overly helpful and allow him to face the consequences of his, of his own actions. Because ultimately that's how we all learn the what's behind them. The judgment card, number 20, the judgment card is what's behind them. So they have, they've had an epiphany. They've had a realization that now it's time for Brian to stand up on his own two feet. It's time for that. They've helped them but they've done all they can do for him. And it's time for Brian to take responsibility for what's come for what's happening in his own life. They can only, they can no longer protect him. And Brian's doings is what Brian's doings. And they understand that uh, he has to pay, he has to pay the consequences for what he's done. And it's an epiphany for them. They wanted to protect him. They wanted to keep him safe, but, but they cannot. But unexpected aid, what's unexpected aid is the nine of swords. They are depressed. <laughs> they are very upset and depressed about their epiphany. Maybe their epiphany, too, had to do with uh, Brian's guilt or not guilt. That epiphany that, uh, wow, we're going to have to change our relationship with Brian. And they are depressed over Brian's actions and they are bereft. And it's an emotional upset. And then what can you expect? We have the, the Knight of Swords. It's on the bottom. The Knight of Swords indicates new beginnings, a more prosperous time ahead. So they've made decisions to move on with their lives and have a new beginnings. But they understand that some people are going to keep on harassing them. And no matter what they do, they're not going to change. I imagine this poor family's had problems with the media and they have also had problems with Brian's decisions. There's some things they're just not going to be able to change. So they're looking forward to a new start to put this thing behind them that they can no longer the queen of cups. They can, they can know, you know, how to be a nurturing caregiver without letting him be over dependent and understanding how important the ace of cups, the relationship has been the judgment. You know, they haven't, they've had an epiphany. Brian may be guilty. Brian may have done this. Brian is not facing up with his responsibility. They provided good nurturing care for him, the Queen of Cups. And it's very depressing the way things have worked out. So let's move on to our final one. And our final one will be, will Trump run in 2024? Oh, boy. I'm going to try to keep my own views out of this. So on the top. Five card draw. We have the King of Pentacles. There's there's Mr. T himself. Mr. Trump sees himself as already winning. That his plans are going to come to fruition. Without he always he already sees himself as a winner. The Knight of Pentacles, obstacles. So he but you know he has got some obstacles. He's been banned from Twitter, banned from Facebook, and these are areas where he kind of. Uh, was able to plant his seeds. You know, and the Knight of Pentacles is about, you, you see this, there's a knight, he's sitting on a war horse. 
And he kind of, the, the knight is a looking at a, a field and he understands that he is going to be successful if he plants the seeds and goes through the steps and nurtures things carefully. So that is the, without Twitter and without Facebook, how is Mr. T, Mr. Trump going to plant his seeds, going to be able to do his communicating, which was so successful for him in 2016. What's behind him is the chariot. But he was successful. He was terribly successful in the, in the past. The question is now going to be how to repeat that success. And then I have the unexpected aid, the three of wands. He is looking at, he, he is looking at, he's made some decisions and he is looking at whether these decisions are going to be able to come to fruition. I know he's suing uh, Twitter, trying to get back on there. And he's looking for supporters, financial aid for his uh, political action committees. So he's made some decisions and he's waiting for some uh, some signs that that things are going to some things are going to work out for him. And what can we expect? Well, the wish granting jewel. Boy, this guy is really the, the, the nine of cups. This guy has really had all his wishes granted in his life. So this is his perception, mind you. This is not necessarily what's going to come out. He sees it as he will be granted a second, a second attempt, a second shot at the presidency, a second, a second run at it. That he sees the Knight of Pentacles. He sees that uh, he planting the seeds. He's going to uh, make a foundation to move on. And then the King of Pentacles, he sees himself as already being successful, and he plans to be that way. And then as I look at it from left to right, the chariot, he's going to look at his past successes, his new beginnings, on a, a which is going to be difficult for him. His odds are against him. The Knight of Pentacles, and then the Three of Wands. So he's waiting for some decisions that he's made to come to fruition. Well... I really had to kind of hurry to get through this one. I had a busy week last week. I worked three days in ICU, and I'm going to go out and work today. And I wanted to get this done this morning. And I will be editing it throughout the day, and I'll post it later. If you have some questions for next week's podcast, next week's TMZ, Tarot TMZ, go ahead and send me your questions. I'd, I'd, I'd be love to hear from you and uh, give a shot give a shot of answering on the podcast or the YouTube page and I look forward to seeing you all next week and I hope you all have a good week and that uh, and that your week is prosperous and you're all healthy wealthy and remember the fastest moving underground psychic website on the internet all right I wish you all a good week I wish you all a good week good fortunes, and I hope to see you all again next week. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.